Yo people, welcome to Brandtrepreneur, a platform that inspires the action needed to build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. I am Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy. And I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm fucking pumped because this is the first ever Brandtrepreneur. So we're here, we're in my living room, we've got great coffee, great conversation, a shit ton of expensive equipment that uh, we've not managed to use just yet. So I'm really happy we're putting that to use. Who's the first person we've got to grace the living room and step up to the entrepreneurial plate? Sketch, I'm so excited today. We've managed to get an incredible man who's literally changing the world, building an amazing brand. It's the co-founder of Movember, JC. The guy has raised over a billion dollars for charity and for men's health to change the face of it. It's incredible. Yeah, he's an incredible guy. And just the fact that he's been doing this for 15 years, learning about his story was super, super exciting. I love the, the bit that he tells us at the beginning, which is talking about how he had 2.2 million stuck in his bank account, how to get that out. He was talking about how hiring one person changed their entire business. Building a business with his friends started off as a party and then within 15 years it scaled to you know, one of the biggest brands in the world. Absolutely, and incredibly, he talks about just how much a moustache has uh, changed the fortunes of many men and their confidence is with that, women as well. Is that why you've got one? That's why I've got one. We dive into that and more on the podcast, guys. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone and welcome to Branchpreneur today and we are very excited and privileged to be joined by the co-founder of the Movember Foundation, Mr. JC. Nice to be here lads. Um, so we're quickly, just for anyone that doesn't know, I'm wearing a tash, I'm, I'm part of the Movember movement at the moment, just maybe just one sentence of what Movember is for anyone that hasn't seen it or heard about it. Uh, it's about changing the face of men's health and getting guys to actually start to look after themselves and change their behavior because men are dying too young, six years too young. So we want to change that in a nutshell. Amazing. And this is something that's been going, you've started this in kind of 2000, early 2000s? 2003 was the first crazy idea. And then four of us got together and decided, let's, uh, let's make something of this. And we started the Movember Foundation. Uh, in succession and then yeah it's just taken off and you know it's gone through the roof to, to what it is today the global phenomenon where the men world's largest men's health foundation at the moment which is just crazy when you hear it out loud Incredible. so we're going to start back at the beginning of the brand we'll start at the beginning of the brand the first iteration of what this was was it supposed to be a foundation was it how did that start let's get back to that original story yeah not at all we got kind of dragged into it because of the success of what it was so originally it was all around you know We'd all in our own various ways had helped in some ways. So I was big on plastics and I was big on ocean. I grew up obviously in Sydney surfing um, and hanging out. So I was a bit of a waterman from, you know, I could I could literally swim before I could walk, like true fact. Um, 
so for me it was all about ocean cleanup and what was happening so things like tsunamis would happen up um up in asia and we'd all put a container together with food stocks and clothing lots of stuff and it'd get stopped on the docks from red tape and a whole bunch of stuff and it wouldn't get to the people you wanted to get to so when and a couple of the other boys were looking at breast cancer and how good they were doing and and what that looks like so for us it was like when we looked around and started talking to it talking about as a collective there was you know there was children's hospitals there's women's hospitals but there was no man's hospitals so what is is health a concern for men surely it is what is it and what does it even look like because we couldn't even pinpoint what that would look like most people start a foundation based off a cause so a relative or them or themselves themselves will go through some sort of cancer journey um and then they will build the foundation out on a personal connect. We, we didn't do that at all. We just wanted to give back. So the original idea was grow a moustache for 30 days because we knew you could. It was yeah. for men's health, so only men should be allowed to grow moustaches. Um, and we could really tie it in. So change the face of men's health kind of worked. Change the month of November to Movember. So did you have all, all of that at the beginning, though? Yeah. That's a lot of like that seems like a very quite an intricate strategy. Yeah, we had rules. Yeah. Uh, I suppose going back do. just to before that, when you, you know, you're, you're looking at plastics, at this stage, did you know that you wanted to set up a foundation or was it just a conscious thing in and around other things that you were doing with your life that was like a side passion, which kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, we were all entrepreneurs. So we all grew up surfing and skating. Um, we grew up in those, you know, in those industries in Australia, um, all pretty diverse backgrounds. So it worked really well for the four of us. So what we wanted to do at the time was just give back. So um, throw a really cool party because we knew how to do that. Um, and we threw good parties. We thought we'd raise some money and then hand it over to, at the time, Prostate Cancer Foundation in Australia, yeah. um, which we did. And the first year we did, uh, it was 54,000 Australian dollars, which was the single largest check they'd ever received. So we knew we could have a bit of impact with that and just keep going. How many so, people were involved in that first year, was it? So there was four, there's four founders. And then, um, and then that year when we like became Movember and collected it together. So 2003, it was 30 guys in a pub, um, which included four, the four of us, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it was just to grow moustaches, have a comp. We had, you know, we'd partner with a small hospital and if we'd raised a bit of cash, let's, let's, let's just do this and, yeah. and do it. And then it worked so well and so many people had conversation around it that we knew we had to really make it a piece. So the four of us came together and that next year there was 400 and just under 500 people, which kind of blew us away and 54,000. So it was like, it was massive for us. And yeah. we thought, hey, if we can just keep doing this, we'd, we'd give them yeah. back. And we didn't need a foundation, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then it grew really fast. So we got to 1.1 million and then the government matched it. Um, and we knew that 2.2 million was a lot of money for a foundation who wasn't used to getting 54,000. So how, as entrepreneurs, how, how, they, uh, how are they gonna spend it? We're not just gonna throw money over the fence. So then we started to question where money was going and what, what that should look like and how to frame it. And then from that point with 2.2 uh, million sitting in, a, in one of the founders' bank accounts and then having to explain to the tax man that it was all for not-for-profit and we're actually <laughs> giving it away, which took some time to convince. Then they kind of said to us, literally, you need to set up a foundation really quick. You need to put it into a foundation area. We'll give you a, you know, a, a ticket. None of you had done that. No, no, no. and we give you a ticket on this one, um, but you're taking substantial cash. Um, and we get that, you know, you, you didn't know it was coming, but now you have to like prepare yourselves for it. So we did, and we started a foundation, put in a board, 
pretty quick and independent and got all that rolling. Yeah. And what year went, was that? So from the start, 2003, wasn't it? That was 2000. Uh, yeah, 2003 was just 30 guys yeah. hanging out um, and sort of forming up the idea, yeah. which Luck and Trav came up with in a pub about fashion and then fashion tips and bringing it back. And then we should put a course behind it. And then 2004 was the four of us sitting together going, this is this has got some legs. Look, let's put some yeah. meat behind it. Work together on it. And Were you working full time <clears throat> still at the same? Yeah, at this point? yeah. Everyone had jobs, so everyone was working. Yeah. I I was manufacturing, so I was up on the Gold Coast at the time, building everything from yachts to houses to food industry stuff. And uh, Luck was in the sports industry, so he was working for top sports brands at yeah. the time. Um, and Trav ha- has his own creative studio. And Ads was working. He'd just come out of the military, so he'd been in the military in um, what is effectively like the SAS of, yeah. of Australian military. But really diverse yeah, yeah. characters. So he was communications. One... So he was a really good communication specialist. Wow. So that was cool. So we had a really good mix of, of four. Some worked, creative, some Wow, it worked really well builders, because we were yeah. four very different humans coming together for a collective skill. So What's quite interesting is the, the environmental factors around... Well, I look at a lot of businesses and you look at the environmental factors of how businesses start and you've kind of got this opportunity that was, you know, how many, what's that, 10 years ago? Over 10 years ago now, so social media. 15 years ago, (laughs) wow, we're we're getting old. I actually grew this beard because of Movember. Yeah, originally, this is the real story. This is the real story. We grew the tash for your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I thought I'm going to grow the beard. Yeah. Mustache looks a little bit questionable. So yeah, just going, um, the environmental factors for me are quite interesting, right? Because social media was very early on, if at all established. And what was um, your social media platforms? What were you using? Uh, what, the pub, that? barbecues. Yeah. So surfing, real before tribal. you yeah. were liking each other in real life. Yeah, so Mark had just started Facebook in 2003 in uni. So he was yeah. there doing that. So this this didn't exist. So Facebook, and we, we partner with them now and we've yeah. built like incredible products with them over the last couple of years together because it made sense to work together and, and share it with the world which we're doing and they they do a fabulous job yeah. but back in the day um it kind of evolved for us to be it, it facebook happened so it just went global really fast we it was the timing was brilliant for, yeah. for, for everyone yeah because not only were we getting people to use facebook and we're getting a lot of people to well, use i facebook. remember i remember discovering november through facebook, it was facebook yeah, yeah. Yeah. and we we were using it quite a lot yeah. at that point and we decided to get involved there was such a was, thing as organic reach then yeah, as well so you could talk to everybody it was it was just a, it was a really cool platform for us to get out there and voice they didn't want anything from us and we didn't want anything from them other than like the platform worked and, and we got yeah. to spread the word massively. And as they were finding their feet, we were finding our feet, you know, where 15 years in, I call ourselves like we're going through puberty, you know, we're working out who we want to be now as an organization. You know, we've yeah. gone from startup to now we have to be a grown up. So what's grown up look like? And there's lots of transitions and change and that yeah. sort of stuff. And we scaled so fast, yeah. but it's interesting when you look at, cause we work really closely with Facebook now and obviously they made a lot more money than we did. But when you actually look at the trajectory growth, it kind of mirrored as it went up yeah. on the streams. It was just different amounts. Um, but yeah, it it was interesting to watch that growth and yeah. to be at the start of that. And then when Google came out and we're part of Google Chrome and Google Chrome spent like millions on us to be yeah. one of their, like we, we just- They were running all the adverts, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, um, yeah Google I remember. Chrome ad and they threw millions at us. So all these amazing, incredible platforms just got behind us because Mo Crew were working there. Yeah. And from media to everywhere, we had Movember Crew from the editors to 
owners of the businesses to the whole lot, growing Moe's and getting behind, you know, yeah. which essentially was a brand movement, yeah. not a foundation. Yeah. Um, was it just worked really well? You had all the the elements of that come together. You've got the fact that there's a cause and there's a reason to do something. You've got the kind of early growth of the internet, and you've got this emotional thing which people can connect to. And also, like you were saying, there was no charity for men, right? There was no kind of medical awareness around men's prostate cancer. So you, all or of these anything. things came together, yeah, or anything with men. And you know, we. <laughs> we were a brand play and we still are like yeah. we're, we're we're a brand before we were a foundation and you can still run around the world and actually we're in 101 countries now and you 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 talk to different people in those countries and they'll be like it's a foundation um yeah. we're just getting behind some stuff to have some fun um and other people who have been super connected to the cause so we had a we had some good things working on our side um i mean we worked our asses off to get there it's one of these brand plays if you you know if you have the coolest looking brand in the world that just looks simple and easy it's usually the hardest workers behind it making yeah. it look look yeah. that easy and look that seamless and that's what we had to do we had to make it look seamless and easy yeah. and um because that's who we were as a brand so you had to always be you know when shit was going down you still needed to make sure that forward facing you know as we we're getting through hiccups of growing so fast that everything was still good and you know life's good and because it is because we were saving lives and the other the other section to it like Every 45 minutes, a man will die of prostate cancer, which I know we're going to talk about later, but that's a huge ecosystem, right, of humans. That's fathers, sons, daughters who are all affected by that. Yeah. Plus, we got into suicide prevention um, because that had affected us as, as founders. Like, I'd lost, I've lost about 30 friends now to, to suicide. So, for us, it was like, it was pretty heavy, that side, but that was even more taboo to talk about back then. I mean, it was, you, you wouldn't even mention how someone passed if that's how they passed so for us we're really proud of where we've got it to to this day because one man dies every minute of every day so while we're doing this podcast every minute that ticks over a man has taken his own life and 88 percent of suicides are men so for us when you talk about brand and then the recipe of so many people are affected by the causes that we have but we made it fun so to change the face of men's health was get together with your mates hang out, yeah. grow moustaches, yeah. you know, take that edge off the seriousness, yeah. have some fun. And we know if we get humans together, male and female, and have, you know, shoulder to shoulder conversations that everything falls off a cliff because yeah. you start to talk about your health, you start to talk about different stuff. So we had this cocktail, as you said before, of this really crazy cool parties at the end where everyone fancy dressed and got cut loose. We did for like a decade. And they were like, we were running so many of those around the world and, you know, scaled up to huge ones where Luna Park, an extra thousand people we had to get permission for. And you had like 10,000 people all hanging out, fancy dress. But the vibe it had and the action and you got everyone from your bankers to your lawyers to your surfers, your skaters all hanging out. So you had all walks of life just hanging out under one banner, one cause. Yeah. Um and it really, it changed the dial and that, that's what really changed it for us and got everyone in it because it was just, we made it fun. Yeah. And accessible. And accessible. That's the key there. But we also hung it off big things. So it's like, why are you growing moustache? Because it's an awkward thing to grow. So from clean all the way through, the stubble. Yeah. So yeah. anyone you're going in to buy your bread and milk off or the, the guy you're buying your train ticket off the next day to your work colleagues, to your friends. Hey, this is this is a moustache for November. I'm not like doing something weird. I haven't missed my top lip. <laughs> Did you know that one, one man dies every 45 minutes of prostate cancer? And like they'd be punching out these stats. And 
I remember loads of guys coming, so many stories of guys coming to me, like, JC, my moustache gave me so much confidence that, you know, I'll go to a bar, I'll see, I'll, I'll see this amazing looking um, girl I wanted to chat with, way out of my league, but I go up to, I'm going on a moustache for November and it's for men's health and cancer. And, you know, yeah. you got me in the game. You yeah. got me in a conversation already, if I can close or not. Yeah. And, <laughs> You're responsible for then, the change in for, face of Shoreditch over the last 15 yeah, yeah. years. Probably. But yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not responsible for any of that. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, so I'm going to go back again to the startup. A lot of the guys watching probably in startups looking to scale their own businesses. And you talk uh, about having the game face, which is the forward face of happy, this is what we do. But also you talked about the shit that's going on in the back. Be interesting to talk a little bit about some of the stuff and the lessons you learned going through that initial phase of high growth and a couple of the challenges maybe that you, you really remember being, wow, and then how you kind of got Yeah, well, it. one of the back first challenges is $2.2 million resting in our bank account <laughs> to go, we need yeah. to distribute this and how do we get it out there to a tax issue we were going to face because... We were just trying to do good by making sure we didn't just hand it over to someone without any responsibility to what they were going to do with it. Yeah. To you know, we had to set up a board really quick and find some independent humans. That How did you find those liked. people? Was it well? We, we we knew a lot of people. Like I grew up in media. I grew up in manufacturing. The boys all grew up in their different elements of life. So we'd all had brilliant people around us, from CEOs to company owners um, to people we trusted that we wanted on there. Who was a really important person in that first phase that really helped? Obviously, you had the initial four. Yeah. But who was a, a person or pe a, a set of people who really helped you get to that next stage? I think like me and Matt talk a lot about having mentors or having people on boards. And actually, it's really important whenever you're setting up a business to look at the people who you can get advice off. And you don't know everything. Like you said, yeah. I've been the smartest person in the room. You're in the wrong room. And I love yeah. that, that kind of sentiment from you. Yeah, no, it was... It was for me, it was just drawing on who, who, who we were working with at the time. And, you know, we were working with big brands doing big things. And then we just sort of, you know, you can't, you can't eat an elephant all at once. You could have bite it off one piece at a time. And for that, it was like, okay, if we're going to focus around media, who are the media guys? What does that look like? If we're focusing around brand, we want to make sure, you know, what we say no to always defines us. So we don't want to sell out with brand stuff. What's the brands look like? Who would we collaborate with? Who, who are the humans that are doing stuff with us? that are following us, we want to make sure we're going to deliver them the right things that they like yeah. and palette. So it was like getting to know the audience really fast and getting to understand their needs of what they wanted um, and making sure, you know, we stay true to who we were. It was like, that was, that was hard. Did you write the values of the business? Like I, we talk about this with like having the values of what Movember stood for. Was that something you guys did as a team? Yeah, early we, on? Did it, we did we it did really it. early on and we, yeah. we called it the Movember scriptures just as a bit of a piss take. And we had our 10 commandments and we had a whole that. lot. So um, the Movember scriptures had to stay within the, the, the four corners of Movember. So if yeah. you worked for us, you read the scriptures before you could start doing anything for us you had to read yeah. the november scriptures and what it was what we'd said no to as a brand was there what yeah. we say yes to as a brand um what our brand guidelines were down to you know the the pub test the barbecue test when you get when you're out and you get asked you work for november what does that look like so yeah we'd set these massive set of rules up that were we worked hard on those I yeah, mean, what was really the important. what was the most important rule that was in the scriptures there must have been one what we what you say no to as a brand because a lot of people go, what brands you want to work with and what does it look like? And, you know, we'd never do pink moustaches because then we'd be infringing on 
breast cancer and we never wanted to do stuff like that. We're not here to compete with other people, we're just here to be who we were. So it was really important that we stuck to our, you know, our color palettes, our, our colorways, who we were, change the face of men's health, always had to be our hero tagline at the time. And really drilling in like who we were was really important. So when, if you worked for us or you worked with us in any way, shape or form, you knew who Movember was and you knew what to say at, at what time. Who was your first hire? Do you remember the person that, other than the, the four founders? Yeah, Mary Daffy. We still have the Mary Daffy Award. Oh, really? She was amazing and she took a big risk on us um, because, you know, Adam Adam went into the business first full time because we all had other businesses. And so they, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. One at a time you kind of went in. Yeah, as, as it grew and as it needed. But, you know, I think we were raising 80 million at one stage and it was like three That's staff. insane. Three staff. Yeah at the time so it was crazy to get that stuff rolling and we had a we had a little office um in melbourne uh all of adam's literally apartment was in there um <laughs> so his fridge his lounge the whole lot was in there and mary and mary you know stuck with us and what was her role so she was anything at, at the time operations, yeah. yeah operations the whole lot and she was incredible she still is to this day i mean uh, we still we still see Mez in contact with her, but you know she had an she had an incredible cancer journey in her family, um, and really took you know she, she was she helped us get to where we are right. Yeah. So because she was always there, we so we have awards, November awards every year yeah. internally, and once the Mary Daffy, what would Mary do? Because Mary always went the extra mile. She always went to help people on the core, whatever whatever it was. You know Mary was there, so yeah. She was our first. So how, how did you get the, the money out of the bank then? What was the what was the setup around doing that? Because that is quite a challenge, even just for a new business, setting up a bank account and getting those basic account in principles mm. in place. Like that must have been a huge thing. So what did you do to overcome that? Yeah, structure was really important and to make sure the business structure was right and what it looked like, um, what our obligations were as a foundation once we got that and what it looked like. And again, we had amazing partners because, you know, I... One of my closest friends was is one of the heads of Minterella, it's one of the biggest law firms on the planet. To we were working with Deloitte, who were all Mobros, who helped us put it together. So we had we had some big partners helping us put that structure together and getting it right. Because you have to get it right, and you have to get the business right. You have to get everything around structuring that business right, so you know what it looks like. So anyone who's building a brand needs to do that first and make sure anyone from the founders to whoever's going to be in that ecosystem where everyone stands what exit strategies look like what brand bills look like you know for the whole lot did you have to partner with like a, a software platform or something to take handle the transactions on the site because that's quite a volume right and did, yeah. could you could your website even stay, stay online yeah. with that volume of people our website used to break all the time <laughs> yeah i can imagine <laughs> yeah especially back then it was almost dial-up days yeah. like oh it melted and we, we literally do some stuff on an activation and the website would melt um which was crazy even like when twitter was like in its prime and like stephen fry would you know get behind us and do a tweet because he was one of the top three in yeah. that ecosystem back in the day, that would melt the website. So it's like, if Stephen's going to post, well, what are we doing? <laughs> Who's protecting the website? So, yeah, we partnered with, um, um, again, that was Ads Wheelhouse. And, you know, we had a good guy named Maurice who has an incredible company. So he helped us with the website, helped us with that as much as he could so we could waterfall affect it because we were one month of the year. So yeah. we weren't like, you know, virgin or a brand like that, like an airline that was always constantly on, yeah. we had one peak moment. So for the rest of the 11 months of the year, it was like, we shut up shop and went home. Yeah. As in for the above the line stuff. Yeah. So back in the day, it was like, it's one month, we get in, we get out, we disappear. 
And then we have to catch up on all the stuff from spending money with programs to all that stuff we were doing, which we yeah. didn't used to do online. We used to do that all offline. So for us, when you looked at server traffic, it was only hitting for that four weeks, but it was hitting bigger than most brands on the planet. But yeah. then it would disappear for 11 months. Was a lot of that traffic coming from social as well? Did you notice that early on that oh, yeah. that was the driver? 100%, yeah. Social, we did a lot of above the line stuff. Like it all just came through media. I mean, media was so good to us. And they still are to this day. And we've got an incredible partnership with News Corp who just look after us all the time. We get stuff done from Clear Channel here yeah. to everyone sort of helps us out, which is great. And, and you were working in advertising previously. So I guess you could use some of your experience working with News Corp. A lot of those deals where you were, the ability to be able to do them came from your experience previous. Yeah, I mean, media... <laughs> Media is a funny beast, and you know I grew up with it. I grew up in a in a house of of print. My dad was in print all of his life with uh, the Blacks, the Murdochs, and so yeah, I grew up in a in a very heavy print world, and then media. So as I as I went through, I ended up in the media game for a while, um, which was good. And yeah, that set set up for a whole bunch of stuff. How was how was that? How have the media platforms changed over the last ten years? 15 years since you first started, like, you know, you're saying Twitter's been a heavy influence. Like, what does that look like now from an effectiveness point of view? Well, print was king. So print was king, literally. So everything was in newspapers or magazines. And, you know, you had incredible magazines from wallpaper to, you know, surf mags to that's where you'd, you'd go and hang out to a whole bunch of different stuff, like lifestyle magazines, travel magazines. Everyone read stuff through magazines or newspaper. Um, and they picked up on the story yeah. early, so they were working with you. And I was I was around when um, Full Colour went to print. My dad was one of the key guys that did that. So it went from Full Colour press palettes, yeah. the, the the red, the blue in yeah. the newspaper head, masthead to Full Colour in real estate. I was there when all that happened. Yeah. So to see that actually happen, that was a that was a whole generational shift yeah. from not getting ink on your hands anymore and Full Colour advertising. And that's when real estate really started to boom back in the day. So. To see it go from there and then kind of almost, you know, it's, it's sitting in a really precarious position right now because because mm. online's gone so far that um, print struggles, obviously, yeah. because everything has now shifted to online communications. I suppose as well, when we first came across Movember, what I think it was about 2012, we did our own little fundraise for Movember. How has the traffic side of the site and the digital side changed over that time? Because we were running quite a big website at that time, and now it's almost like the traffic story is completely flipped on its head. Mm. It's all social, it's all video. So has the charity side of things and the traffic side of things been impacted by the shift of media over the last decade? Well, we play where men are. So for us, you know, I've got a team that goes and... Part of our role is to go where men are. So we'll go and partner with... A whole bunch of different people from like formula one we just did the mexico grand prix takeover so we'll go and play in their space and you know they have incredible following yeah like that goes out there globally yeah. and then we'll go and play we, we do a lot of stuff in gaming and all the different gaming verticals and we're esports uh it's charity charity um of choice and we just started our own gaming fund so we actually have a fund in gaming so all the money we raise in gaming we're looking towards changing that space yeah. um, in gaming. So where games. the conversation is. Yeah, so we, we kind of go and hang out. So we, we adapted to that. The Facebook stuff we're doing with Facebook is incredible. That's seeing a lot of traffic. And our site's now becoming more of a tool of navigation to, you know, we just spent um, 45 million on a project called True North. And that's 
that'll be a whole pathway into prostate cancer we've used to, to frame it with. So from being told you have it to living with and beyond it. Um, so what to do next, where to go, what that looks like. If it was someone in your family that had got diagnosed, how should you be? What does that feel like? Case studies, mentorship stuff. Yeah. So pretty much a blueprint for if you get told you've got cancer, this is what it should look like um, from storytelling to a whole bunch of stuff. So that's where we see it going. So we'll be, you know, we'll literally be, if you need to talk about anything in relation to, you know, men's health and well-being, come and see us and, you know, we'll, we'll have the best people in the ecosystem on our platform or it'll be a navigation path through to a platform that will help you. And that's where I think the, the brand's transition. I think a lot of people maybe see the word Movember, they think of it as a one-month execution activation. And like you said, at the beginning, it was a kind of, that, was the always, that wasn't an always-on piece. Mm. And now the transition to being a foundation where you're supporting thousands of different projects which people probably don't even know that you might be involved in stuff like true north um the things with uh, f1 so how how did that when did that start to become a thing of going we can do this bigger because well, our population got so big so fast um that it was all fun and everyone loved doing it and they loved it coming around it yeah. was one of those calendar things that came around everyone got super excited about yeah. and they they just be like oh man it's just before christmas it's that lull in november you know you just hang out it just feels like it'll get us through this in, this month together and i'll have a lot of fun doing it to we started to get you know i'd started to get off my mates and off a whole bunch of people when i travel around it's like jc you're like a one-night stand you turn up you get just really excited <laughs> and then you just disappear but men's health sticks around for for 12 months where are you when we need you for the other 11 months and we started getting out a lot because you know we started seeing people not take their own life because of us. We started seeing a whole raft of people catch prostate cancer early and saving them. So they wanted to hear from us more and they wanted to see us in the ecosystem and they didn't want to just have us in their life for 30 days of fun as a campaign, mm. but they wanted to hit the serious side of the stuff we do. And you know, we run 1200 programs around the world right now, um, which is game changing stuff. And you know, we only fund game changing stuff. and. We work on no borders, no boundaries. So usually if you're a foundation and you're a foundation here, the money all falls into the pile of the United Kingdom or the US. And you know if you're a charity in those spaces, you have to then spend the money within that space. Yeah. Where we had this philosophy around, well, no, I wanna go and do a project with 15 people that will change the world in prostate cancer or something we're trying to yeah. bite off. And if they happen to be somewhere else in the world, well, I'm gonna fund them. So we're the first to do no borders, no boundaries. So, you know, we've done a project around um, cancer research that was uh, 15 countries, 150 different researchers all working together to collaborate to come up with, with an answer around the genetic stuff, which has been great. But a lot of those people, we've never been in their country or raised money. But just they're, connected they're the smartest people working. in the room. Why wouldn't we work with them? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So is it, is it fair to say that, you know, the, the success, you kind of hit a glass ceiling with the, the Movember original concept. And like you're saying with your, your friend who, you know, where, where are you for the other 11 months? Was that like a, a real big realization as actually we've got a bigger responsibility to do more, we need to grow. And how do we do that? It seems like a bit of a, a make or break kind of moment where you really lift the lid on things yeah i mean that was probably about 36 months ago i would say is when we sort of started to frame that and that and it was a, it's a really big challenge because you know we, we we're still one of the largest campaigns on the planet it's still going well i mean this month is killing it you know i have a ceo in play who's incredible um has been around and i've, I've known him for eight years and he's done incredible things and what he's doing now with the foundation at that level and the campaign team are going really good but then we had to, you know, we went from startup to now, you know, 15 years in. What does it actually look like? What do we need to do and how do we need to play? And it's not just in the campaign. So if you looked at a pie chart that was foundation um, and 90% of the income that's all made, only one, where we, we play in the 1% slice. So November of success raised a billion dollars, only plays in the 1% slice of where foundations make their money and actually have real change. And then we had to work out, do we want to transition into those areas? What do they look like? Do they match for what we're doing? And then all year round, what do we want to do? And if we did it, what would it look like? Because it has to be significant for us and it has to work and it has to make sense. You can't just go and run off and create something brand new. You have to look at how you can segue that. Um, so it was tough. It was, it was a tough thing. And, you know, we were at, by about that stage, we were at startup still, you know, because we, we were running so fast and so hard, the decade went really quick for us because yeah. um, we were everywhere and traveling and just playing startup. And it was time to like put a stake in the ground and play a bit of catch up and then start to work out what we want to look like in the next 10 years and what's the foundation look like, which is a real shift. Yeah, that's incredible that you did 10 years and, and the way you felt like it was still running. Startup. Oh, like, yeah. You talk about like it was still like I was traveling, things were, things were moving. But 10 years is longer and than the me money, and Matt have even yeah, known each other. There's not startups, there's fully-fledged businesses that don't even touch the amount of money going through yeah. the books as you are under a startup. But the right? concept maybe is that the fact you felt it was a startup because you were agile, you were moving. Yeah. The, the ability to be able to think like a startup is what most businesses probably and the hard, Yeah, and the hardest thing is we knew we needed new skill sets, right? You needed new skill sets to transition into new things and new spaces you wanted to play in. And what did that look like? Yeah. And then how do you frame that? And then, you know what that even looks like as a business and how do you scale up and what's that look like? And I guess you'd all change as people. 10 years yeah. is a long time from when you start, I don't know how old you are, but like when you started at 2003 to 2013, your life 
would have shifted a lot personally. Yeah. As four people who were friends, like that must have been also part of the thing 10 years in because like, we've done seven years and like Matt's got a beard now, but like, yeah. th things, <laughs> things personally are completely shifted and we yeah. have to keep on reconnecting with each other and what the purpose is for, for each of us. So with four people, I can imagine that dynamic is again shifting oh, behind the scenes. Like we've all been, you know, I was already married, but um, boys have got married, had kids. I had a, I had, when I started November, I had one daughter. Now I've got, now she's left and gone to uni. Um, and I've got two others. So, and we've shifted them in 2009 to here from Australia. So yeah. we had a house at a, at a beach off the back of the house. And, you know, they went from that to, to England. So, you know, that <laughs> a few was, challenges there then. <laughs> Cheers, dad. That was, that was tough um, <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we were, you know, we were, we were doing stuff in the yacht business. So we're on yachts all the time. We're surfing all the time. We're on the beach every day, two, three times a day we're on the beach. So then to take that to here for them was a massive cultural yeah. shift. Did you all move or just you? How, how no, no, all. Everyone. No, uh, as in, like, no, the, as in the fountain. No, um, two stayed in Australia. Yeah. Um, and then another one went to LA. Um, but he was single at the time. Um, not now. Yeah. He's married to a Californian uh, with two kids and doing really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was I. I'd moved the family, so that was that was a big challenge. But you know, that's what has to happen. You know, yeah. if you want to, if you want to, if you want to go all in, and we knew we wanted to go all in, so it was time to go all in. So. Was that around the same time then? That that transition was. Yeah. Similar. No, we were still running yeah. at the time. So I'd even moved the entire family over on the premise we'd be here for a year or two, and if it didn't work in the six months, I'd go back. So took the full risk on the dice yeah. to go, okay, if it doesn't work properly, then we've got to get, get out of here. But it did and it worked and, you know, we hedged that. How did it work between the four of you guys all in different parts of the world and drastically different time zones as well? Yeah, Maybe so November, we just that's the whole thing about November. It can, it can really break you if you work with us because it doesn't shut ever. So we're, we're on a 24-hour time clock. So yeah. if you're getting on calls, which we are now, we've got over 200 staff around the world. So they're constantly on calls. Some people's day starts at 11 o'clock at night and goes to four in the morning. Like it, that's just how it is. And that you, cause you have to be a tight team. You can't, yeah. we've got one board that looks after the six foundations. We don't have six different boards because that would be a hot mess and it would go in a different brand direction in each market. So we're very unique on how we're set up and we, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. So we can shift and be really agile. So let's just talk about that setup cause that's, um probably maybe similar to a business setup with structures, but I just talk through there. So what's, you said six foundations, is it one, like how, does that, how does that work, that, that, that structure? Yeah, well, there's six, there's six separate foundations. So in, in America, it's a 501. Okay. In Canada, it's a foundation. Okay. So it's Movember Europe is, is here yeah. across 14 markets. We're also in Germany, France, Ireland, uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, South Africa. So, you know, we've hedged across, but yeah. then we try and bring it all on, under one banner. Okay. So we raise when we raise our money in America, it goes into the American 501 and that reports on that. But all the decisions are made at one board, one level, yeah. because we need to. But we have subcommittees. So we have yeah. a programs committee. We have an audit and finance committee. There's, there's a lot of committees. Yeah. And then we have a global scientific committee that meet to make sure we're spending the money in the right space. So we work with a lot of independents who, you know, yeah. give up a lot of their time for us some of the smartest humans in the world to make sure we are trying to achieve what we're going to do. Because what we didn't want to do 
we actually talked about this really early on. It's like we didn't want to be four guys that went and raised a billion dollars, which we're at right now, which we thought was like that was just a throwaway line yeah. um, and not achieve anything. What percentage of the funds are used to run the company? Because that's quite a beast, right? So Yeah, it's a, it's a massive beast. We have loads of partners. Uh, we have uh, loads of people that help out. So for us, you know, it's run it's run as a foundation. It's yeah. got a full audit committee. So it, it runs well within the percentages of what it should run, especially at startup. For the last five years, it was ridiculous. We we're running at 8%, which wasn't sustainable. It was just because we were making so much money and we had to catch up. But now we're sitting in the sweet spot of where we should be. The Lord Foundations, we're actually the top 46th NGO on the planet at the moment, um, which is huge when you think about every NGO that's on the planet. We're in the top yeah, 46. And you think of how big all the other NGOs are around the world. And yeah, to be in the top 46, incredible, right? So for us, and that's that's measured on um, income, yeah. cost to fund ratios, staffing, the whole lot. It's a big longitudinal measure across a whole bunch of things to get you there. So yeah, to, to be even well within the top 500, we would have been happy. But to, yeah, to be at 46 at the moment is pretty cool. That's great. So let's just go to the 30, 36 months. You've hit this point now where you've, achieved incredible results you're changing the face of men's health but then you decide we could do this more mm. that that point where you know you still think this is this is bigger how did you start to action that and what was the first steps kind of to get to that next stage you said about yeah well i started up a global we called it global innovations which i hate i hate that word but i mean it was just a word that was going to be more palatable to your board and everyone yeah. to understand what we were trying to achieve and i wanted to do everything that wasn't campaign so we had an entirely awesome team that still run campaign for us for 30 days. And, you know, they, you know, they made 90 million last year and they'll make around 90 to, you know, that'll fluctuate from 90 to 150 and it'll, you know, it'll just move within those quadrants and that's the, and that, that's the actual 30 days yeah. and you can grow, you can move and you can host. So we've got yeah. three products you can do to keep it real. Yeah. Um, and then my goal was to go and find out where we could go and play in other spaces all year round, which made sense for us. Yeah. Um, so a really good example of that's Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, um, which is a motorbike ride. So it's around the world. So I partnered with Mark, who's the founder. He'd been a Mobro since 2006. Um, and based off what he'd seen with us, decided to start you know, his own thing. Yeah. Uh, and it just went off really brilliantly. And he, they tried to do foundations at the start and then you know they realized really fast that that's not their wheelhouse because yeah. um, it's just a hot mess of red tape um and i'd say that to everyone don't go and start a foundation you know go and try and work with other foundations um but make sure you understand where the money's going but you don't have to go and start a foundation yeah. um I'd, i i wouldn't advise it yeah. i'd advise go and do some social good and you know really back that and support it as a business so for Mark, he's doing a really good job. So last year is an example. Like since we partnered, we've raised 19 million. It's one day. It's a Sunday, third Sunday in September. Nothing to do with November. Um, and you ride in Tweed and Dapper Gear um, on old school motorbikes. So 120,000 people last September rode for us in 101 countries um, and raised us 8.2 million in a day. So. That's something that's not Movember, but it's Movember community. It's getting yeah. all our bike community together to have shoulder-to-shoulder conversations. It's getting someone as brilliant as Mark, who's another amazing founder, to work together and collaborate and help yeah. build it together as a as a brand and a, and a purpose. So then we carve off funds, like 8.2 million, and see how we can change 
literally the face of men's health in in that sector and what can we do to help them with prostate cancer with different things they can fund and what that looks like so for us we look at branching out and that sort of stuff formula one yeah um building facebook products with facebook all year round to give back to the world but also you know we're that we're that only global beta test um for stuff they trial which is brilliant for us in the in the social good space so we get to test some stuff together and then we get to give it to the world which i think is brilliant and we we touched on one of the stories you told before was working with we just mentioned blake from um toms and that ability to take a brand and go okay in order to get it out there to hit more people to get this out there it's not just about keeping it in your own ecosystem it's about collaboration i think that word's really important collaboration to everything yeah collaboration in solving cancer which will be in that ecosystem pretty soon to do to you know stopping men taking their lives one minute every day to getting guys to live six years longer because you know they just need to go and get self-aware of their health and they will so all of that is collaboration let's not get mistaken though these are no no small things to do. So going into someone like Formula One, which is a massive organization, and doing a partnership with them, that must take a hell of a lot of resource and a lot of thinking to pull that off, right? It takes time. So you've got to separate yourself. So this is why I work really well with my CEO. So Owen and I have known each other for a very long time. And, you know, we've got implicit trust in each other. So he's, he, I trust him wholeheartedly to run the foundation. And I'm not going to step on his toes to do that. That's, that's, that's his wheelhouse. He's one of the best CEOs I know. What I am, I'm really good at startup and innovation stuff. So we, I have a small team and we sit back and we go, Formula One looks great. And then how do we problem solve that? What's their solution? What do they need? Yeah. What does it look like? What's in that wheelhouse? Even with gaming and you know music, we, we sit down and we work out, well, what do you need? What, what's the issue in gaming? What, what does it look like? And there's a lot of money in gaming right now. So if we actually, we started to get money given to us a lot through gaming and it's like, well, let's put some strategy behind this. Yeah. So we, I, I see my team as an agency. Yeah, so we're yeah. literally an agency yeah. within a founder. We're a brand agency within the foundation yeah. and we go out and we partner with cool shit we love um and sectors like gaming music you know sport where we can we know that's where men are so massive cohorts of men there and then we do stuff in the vernacular so with formula one we just we do some really cool stuff with them and we upskill and up knowledge you know their audience with you know health but around your pit crew and around your different things and what's inside your helmet because they all wear helmets yeah um and where are you mentally okay and are you checking in and what does that look like and then there's a lot of brand crossover for us with everything so music and gaming work really well because a lot of musicians and gamers get together um graffiti artists and music works really well together and they all love formula one so you know you get this blend over stuff that's going on right now uh we're working with like ea at the moment and riot and a whole bunch of really big brands in gaming and then we're working with twitch and tiltify and and all the amazing streamers raising money for us right now there's 2.2 million streamers on tiltify so to even just educate them up and then educate their network up and you're starting to get huge reaches that go into the billions and billions and not the bullshit figures you see on someone likes likes something and i'm not i'm not a fan of likes because what i'm a fan of is actual change so if we're going to go somewhere i just don't want to get a like on a post i want to go okay well what's our strategy what's our plan behind it what do we actually want to solve and achieve here and let's work backwards three years and get ourselves there as a journey piece we definitely won't ever clip a ticket get in and get out it's just not what we do so do you have to have different um how do you measure the impact of these things on a on a 
granular level because you can sit uh, I think you've got one thing that says in by 2030 you'll reduce the number of men dying prematurely by 25% yeah that is a massive number and it's it is so impressive that it's like it's it's really incredible so how do you on a day-to-day basis look at the impact you're having and measure that because all the activations are slightly different right yeah but we have an overarching we have a programs team we have an overarching incredible humans that work for us that know how to change behavior so a really cool piece around behavior change was our documentary stuff so men documentaries they watch documentaries we wanted to measure if we could change behavior in watching documentaries so we shot a documentary and it was around gus who's like your johnny vaughan um radio radio dj in australia he was his mentor one of his best friends massive house on sydney harbour married two kids perfect job all the car everything you look that you think is success and took his own life and no one saw it coming so we did an hour show or a man up and then we backed it with an rct trial so we got some of the experts in the world to actual measure change in behavior of a documentary um which they did for us so then it ran one hour three three time series and it was going into the deep dive of what masculinity is from school kids which we they do a walk the line project with um with Timmy Harkin, who's amazing. And now we do that as a live speakeasy because it works so well. But 39 guys who had actually made the commitment to take their own life, like literally take their own life, watched it and didn't, and wrote into us and told us. Um, and they like, there's some pretty heavy journeys there. Wow. Uh, 12,000 Australian men hand wrote to Gus, the host, on how much it had changed their world. And 84% of everyone who watched it changed their behavior towards suicide. So for us, that's a gold star. And it's like, wow. So what we know we can do as Movember is make more documentaries and go out and make some really cool documentaries and have some fun making them um, and work with the big guys in town to go, let's bake some documentaries together. Let's have have some fun doing it. But let's really put this behavior change piece behind it. Because I feel like, I mean, definitely for me over the last few years, probably last four or five years, there's been a lot more talk around the fact that of men's health. It's become a lot more in your face and people are actually... Well, this year's the first time I think all the football clubs, I think certainly in the Football League, not the Premier League, have had the little uh, mind squiggle on uh, by each of their names. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a massive change, right? Because that's hugely reaching. But we've not seen anything like that from a especially in sport, I suppose, on a, on a mainstream level. Yeah, you got to chip away at that sort of stuff. And, you know, we've worked with football. We're the charity of choice at the awards for the last three years and really great. But to get that stigma around, you know, guys who have taken their own life and everyone knows it, but no one's talking about yeah. it, to the mental well-being of, you know, what about the player? And everyone goes, oh, well, the player makes so much money. Who cares about the player? You're like, why? <laughs> you're watching this guy play. You should care about the player. Yeah. If he gets injured on the field and comes off with a, with a big injury, it's probably out for six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, it's hard. Can't talk to anyone. Ending. Completely isolated, watching Netflix all day, not interacting with his teammates. Comes back, someone's taking his spot. I mean, the mental well-being yeah. to get that right. Who's looking after that? Who's looking after the artist that doesn't make it in music? Who's looking yeah. after in NFL? One of the biggest cohorts on the planet right now of taking your high suicide rates. NFL. So literally it's phenomenal how much it is so we're looking at working with them on a whole bunch of stuff from college level because at college level if you work it out there's 2,000 staff per athlete at a college 
but no one's looking after their mental health or well-being. They're looking after the physical fitness, food, diet, exercise, get you through the next bit. But if you don't get through the next bit, what does that look like? So we really want to get from athlete to fan. So have that crossover. We're doing some really cool stuff with Spencer FC, who's been a part of our journey for the last couple of years in gaming. And he's gone around and done 30-day challenges at football clubs. And we've done lots of stuff with different football clubs over the years. And it's good to see that's a big, slow-moving beast, obviously. And they get hit by everything. I I was at the gaming breakfast the other day. So all these are top gamers in the world. And that's so hard, like mentally. These guys are getting followed. You know, they're getting paid a lot of money to do what they're doing, but they're still working it out. And they get direct message. Like one of the guys, I won't won't mention who, but um, because he probably doesn't want me to say it out loud, but you know, he gets emails and threats about, I hope your daughter gets raped to I hope you go and kill yourself. I hope you get hit by a car. This is guys watching them play games. I mean, are you kidding? Go and seek them out and say that. I mean, how's that going on your mental health? Who is that awful human? Cyberbullying is a huge thing now, right? Especially as these esports and stuff's growing and these platforms open it up, it's it's quite a concern. Yeah, so these guys need to get looked after. So well, that's why we're doing the gaming fund to go, how do we actually help get behind this and control this? Because it's moving so upward. Are we protecting the humans that are in it? And I think the thing is with, with esports in particular, when we went to a Web Summit, I was watching a, a talk and the lifespan of an esports gamer is a lot shorter than a professional sports person. They usually finish, their peak is like 21, mm. and then they're into the next phase, which isn't because there's a 16-year-old who's coming through who's yeah. played yeah. a new game. So like this, that turnover of like, you know, I've made a load of money, but I'm finished. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I can't, there's not even a setup for training or management yet. Yeah, really. or what's that next? system isn't built. Yeah. So but also, how do you readjust your life after playing games for 14 hours a day at all times? You know, but this is why big, I think yeah, it's important in the gaming fund. what that looks like. And yeah. that's what we're going to do with the gaming fund. We're going to sit love down, that. work that's it incredible. out, pour all the money in there rather than just give all the money to the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pour it in there and make real change and make real yeah. change at sector levels. Or, you know, we want to do the same in music. We want to do the same in sport, different sports. So we want to actually work with the humans that are in that space yeah. and then how how can we make population changes? So we're interested in population changes that we can measure because we can't measure by population and what are we doing? Have you ever had any kind of brand conflicts where you've thought, do we need to change the name? Do we need to call ourselves something else? Obviously, Movember being so focused on the month and the initial charity, has that ever been a, a thought or a discussion? Well, we've discussed it, um, but it, it doesn't last long because it's, it's, it's an incredible brand name and it just sort of sits there and you know, there's not... There's not many spaces on the planet. Like I haven't been anywhere in 10 years where I've been introduced to someone or hung out and goes, oh, he, he's one of the founders of Movember. And not, not one person didn't, well, what's Movember? Like yeah. in, in all from, from grandmas to like, you know, teenage kids in colleges, they, they know what the brand is. So to walk away, you know, you wouldn't walk away from, from a Nike. Yeah. No. So yeah, you're going to walk away from your swoosh. So what we've done is we've got, um, I think I've got one on my hat. We've got our brand, which is our our moustache, and it's our particular moustache yeah. that sits there. And you know that that that's our Nike swoosh, and that sits on different collaborations and brand plays we do. And that's been there from the beginning, almost. And that's I been think. there from the beginning, yeah. So you're the you're the you know the original team. You're the, the kind of last man standing, as you called it. What are the plans now? You've into different verticals. Is it does it stop? Is it keep on growing? Where do you see it? Yeah, I am, I see November. I, I think we're just starting, to be honest. Like, I, I think we've had an incredible startup 
you know, for 10, 12, 15 years now. We've yeah. just spent 36 months rebuilding what it needs to be next in, in all these really cool new spaces. And we're seeing like, my team's been around for, literally we started like 24 months ago and we already have, I think it's $24 million worth of new cash that would never happen outside of November. Actually, it's bigger. I think it's around 38 at the moment uh, where, where we're tracking right now. So that's cool to see it evolving, really yeah. cool for that. But also where we're going from brand plays to massive awareness pieces and it's the awareness piece for me it's that game changing chatting to all these new different cohorts and really seeing the brand evolve into being a gaming brand to be a, a sport brand yeah. um to be you know to work with some of the giants like facebook and actual real change mm. is kind of really cool for us to see that happen so for me i think we're just at the start of a really cool journey i think I honestly believe, hand on heart, we will be in an ecosystem in the not too distant future that will probably have the keys to unlocking cancer, which will be awesome. Um, we need to do a lot around suicide prevention. 88% of suicides are men, one man every minute. Life's hard out there, guys. It's hard. And yeah. we need to say it is. And we yeah. need to go, it is hard. Yeah. But if you check in with your mates yeah. and hang out with your mates, we know this from what we've measured, if you actually have social connected, social connectedness is the biggest win for a happy, longer life. Less Instagram. Yeah. Less, <laughs> less, less. Less social real, media. Real events. But real use them people. for real things yeah. Yeah. and then get off them. There's, there's a time and a place. Everyone always blames the phone. It's like, well, it's yourself. It's, it's you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I don't sleep with a phone by my bed. I have an old school alarm clock. You know, you just discipline yourself in a day. Absolutely. I, I don't do any, I, I haven't been on a laptop in so long unless I'm reading reports or doing something. I'll just do it off my phone. But I have particular hours in the day where I respond to emails, particular hours a day when I need to get other stuff done. Yeah. I need particular hours in the day to do that thinking stuff. There's always this list of stuff. So I do, I'm, I'm a fanatic on to-do lists. I have the biggest to-do list in the world, this and this and this. And what I worry about at my age is like, I don't think I've got enough time left to do the stuff that's on my to-do list, let alone getting through. But I guarantee you, you look at that to-do list, there's a whole bunch of stuff you put out fires on that takes up 98% of your day, which you don't need to do. Yeah. You literally do not need to put out those fires. They will put out themselves and you need to let your staff understand how to put them out otherwise they're going to come to you every 10 seconds to how to put out the fire right there's three or four things on that list that you would love to do and you're super passionate about doing but you put off and you put off i've taught myself in the last 36 months just to do those four things and i just keep doing those four things and those four things has put us in the position we are today with a very changed organization because i'm focused on the four things i don't let anything distract me i think it's so important that that, that lesson is passed down it's something that me and matt are, are, are consistently trying to work with i know you don't you don't actually, I'm, I'm the same uh, as you i'm uh, i'm refusing voice, emails but speak yeah uh, i want to hear your voice i yeah. want to check in because yeah. i want to hear your tone because yeah. i might read something completely wrong yeah. yeah oh you might just be having a really shit day and nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then I read it and go, hey man, how you going? I'm not doing well. All right, let's not talk about work. Let's talk about you. What's going on with you? I, I've implemented a concept uh, which is really similar uh, when I listened to your Mind Body Green po podcast, which was you gave yourself back an hour a day to yeah. yourself. And I, I've been doing basically the same thing for the last 66 days, trying to create a habit about giving myself back some time to for me or to call my friend or just have a connection. Yeah. And uh, just to maybe just talk about that because I think it's a really, you said to change your life to a certain yeah. respect. So uh, Howard Sewell, who's one of the most incredible 
research and professors there is yeah. when it comes to prostate cancer in America. A really good mate, loves a good whiskey. So <laughs> I like hanging out. With him. Um, he. He told me, he said, JC, you are running too fast and too hard. Like, you got to take time. I know you're putting out these fires, you're doing this, you don't start up, but just take an hour. I take an hour every day to myself. Just whatever it is, go for a walk, do some meditation if that's what it is, if that's what you like doing. Go for a swim, go for a surf if you need a water. Like, do something for an hour a day by yourself and just dial out. Don't take your phone, leave it somewhere else. No one can contact you for that hour. And make yourself out of out, out. Even if you go for a walk in London, like it's amazing. I've been walking London of late. And it's like, yeah. oh my god, I had no idea this was so close to here. Yeah, I've no, been getting true. Ubers to there <laughs> <laughs> from my office to Greek Street. I'm like, this only takes like 15 minutes. It takes me 25 minutes in an Uber. What have I been doing? Um, but you get out, and when you're using all your senses and you're walking, if you walk for I think it's 30 or 40 minutes a day, that that stuff offsets Alzheimer's by 70%. Yeah offsets heart, cholesterol, all the stuff falls off a cliff. So if you just go and do that, and it's something about outside, not in the gym, so yeah. all your senses are being used, yeah. but also take a mate or take yeah. your partner. Cause you'll, you know, you'll have the shittest conversation if you're fully busy when yeah. you've got a partner. Yeah. And like, if you actually go out for a walk and go, how was your day? And just go for a 40 minute walk, your relationship will be so much better. So important, these small lifestyle changes. And I yeah, think like for the guys watching this, who are kind of, I guess, entrepreneurs, we. And me and Matt have this thing where like, sometimes when you're building the business, you feel like you should be in pain. You feel like you should be mm. working all the time because that's the only way to get there. And actually, like we've just had this thing recently where we've been like, we have to be able to have days of being creative or go for a walk and just speak about sleep, 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 sleep. That's, sleep. that's the thing that a lot of so people So many aren't. people are, oh, man, you know, I'll work through. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Being sleep, busy for me equals eight stress. Hours. You need eight hours. So you get yeah. seven cycles. So there's two cycles of really important sleep yeah. and they have to happen over a seven hour period. And if you don't get them, your growth hormone shuts off. So if you don't actually get that seven hours of sleep in one day, 70% of the body's cells that fight cancer shut off. Wow. Just turn off because you haven't had that sleep. So that sleep, that sleep is really important. So I make sure I get my seven hours. You don't have to get it all at once either. So you don't think you have to go and get it, but you should get it all at once because you yeah. can in those cycles. But seven hours of sleep and go and walk for 40 minutes will change the world. It'll change health systems. Yeah. It'll change relationships. Like and it's that, one of the hardest things stuff. I think people, like we were just talking about with the guys here, just the but this waking up and looking at your phone straight yeah. away, feeling stressed, going to bed and not going to sleep because you're looking at distracting yourself. Never have your phone in your bed. It'll yeah. change your life. I've it implemented really that and it take, changed, take, changed take me. Take it out. It's, you'll hear it buzz. You'll hear it beep. It'll be in your mind. You'll see the blue screen. Just take it out. Yeah. Um, and if you have that seven hours and you do that and you take that one hour a day, all the entrepreneurs out there who think that they're, they're killing it because they're working 12 and 13 hours and I need to do it. If you actually did those two things, you would get more done in the time you're working because mm. between 12 o'clock and five o'clock, you've probably got half an hour of solid work in there if you've had a sleep because you're just going around like a one-legged duck. Yeah. You're <laughs> literally covering the same shit. Yeah, yeah. And you think it's gold and you wake up in the morning and read and go, oh, that's really shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah, I think the, the whole thing, notion of being busy just equals stress. And if you're stressed, then it's yeah. going to impact your life badly. But if you actually have that hour just to think and just think, all the stuff that's going on in your head, you, you get time to adjust. You get yeah. time to adjust everything. You get to... A, Oh, I need to go and do this and do that. You just need to relax. And when you've got clarity, you make better decisions. Yeah. And that's fundamental. You'll make better decisions. So, yeah, that's about it for me for yeah. that. 
I'd like to round up with some questions just to kind of, I guess, uh, some of the things you might have learned, some of the experience the last 15 years. So we just ask a guest mm -hmm. to give us like a book maybe that has really helped you or something you want to say to people to read. Um, books. I just love reading. There's not one in particular, yeah. but I love reading about guys who failed and succeeded in business. So I love reading just those real life stories and what's happened. I also like, I'm a sucker for history. I like understanding the historical stuff and what happened and yeah. why it happened and then sort of take my snippets from those sort of things. So I love like looking at that sort of stuff and yeah, engineering and it, it and reversing it. Yeah, yeah. And going, oh, that's really cool. Podcasts are my thing at the moment. Yeah. Love podcasts. Who's your favorite podcast? What's the thing you listen? I've said for Branchpreneur, obviously, like, you know. Yeah. But like, Branchpreneur, that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's it. all I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> You're episode one. <laughs> I mean, I've been getting into this, is why we're doing it. We've yeah, like, yeah. I think this is a transition no, just to be on. stuff. Yeah. Like, I actually quite like at the moment, which I didn't think I would, Russell Brand. Uh, yeah. I mean, he talks, he uses. Russell, if you're listening, mate, we get you know really big words and how to put them in. But he's just funny when he guts it. And how he gets the interview and how he does it is like really cool. Yeah. Um, Jace, who started Mind Body Green, yeah. he's got some really great people that come in and yeah. really cool entrepreneurs around changing social good yeah. stuff. You put me onto him and I've been listening to a lot yeah, of his yeah. stuff. I love the site anyway. So it's just like I, I discovered the story the and how he started and why he started. You know, it's really great. And, you know, he's got up to. I think 30 million people listen to him now, which wow. is which is brilliant. So, but he's really changing the world, and he, he lives he lives he lives what he you know what he preaches, which yeah. is really cool. Amazing. Any is there a tool or something that's helped you over the last over your journey that you couldn't live without? Um, I like I like my my head cancelling uh, headphones that my wife bought me, which were nice which were amazing, yeah. really top of the range, really cool. I won't mention brands because yes. we're not the brand place, but. Um, just shut, listening shut to those, out. just shut you out. So what really grates me in the mornings when I commute in, when I commute from whatever city I'm in mm. is everyone's watching uh, Netflix series and like violence and stuff in yeah. the morning. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how are you? You're going to be so angry at the yeah. world. And it's like, if you worked for me, that means you're just, all you're doing is pining for lunch to watch it. Then you're going to watch it again. You're going to get no work done off yeah. if you're working for me. And but if I, I tell I, you about yeah. it, you're going to try and cut my yeah. head off. And you do it. And then... <laughs> Yeah, and that for me just freaks me out. Or playing the games and the commute. I'm like, come on, people. Yeah. So what are you so listening to? I, podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah. And just like trying to enrich my day before I get I into my day and get my mindset and just sort of cancel out the world of the aggression. There's so much aggression out there. I try and be it's really true. nice in commutes. Yeah. I'm just like, get up, for, get up for old ladies always because that's how I've been brought up or, or yeah. give a lady your seat and just do the whole grumpy guy and yeah. just push in. It's like, mate. Yeah, can, yeah, you can sit here or, or just sit and wait and like like planes and yeah. you let everyone else off first and people are trying to get I, by. It's like, yeah, oh, I just chill out. Yeah, I find it weird that people now are running it, towards. Yeah, <laughs> really <laughs> fast. <laughs> Not all of you can be that late. <laughs> I find it weird. Like, get up earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, f I find it weird. Um, you just when you're kind to someone, someone just doesn't know how to take kindness. Not at all. It's really weird in the world that we live in that you just you know being kind is being looked at as that weird. Get, mate, that gets me everything. So just being kind. Being kind to waiters, like the, the people in LA, it's hilarious. Yeah. And how rude people are. I'm like, I apologize. And I actually attack people if they're really rude. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just be nice. Yeah. So being nice gets you everywhere. Cause it's just, it's so bad that it's, it's a rare commodity. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's it's got me everywhere always and just be nice be nice to the bouncer yeah, he's 100%. just doing his job. Yeah, no, um, and he'll help you later if you get in trouble. So yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. And, and and we'll just round up. Just um, coffee of choice. Coffee of choice. Coffee. Coffee of choice. So I've done a lot of brand collaborative coffee stuff, but um, Caravan, Chris and Miles run a really good show here. And you know, you've watched them start from their carts to the coffee shops they have now. But their their ethos is two Kiwi lads who know what they're doing with coffee. So yeah, Caravan, big and, shout and out you, to them. And how do you take it? Just black. Just black. And uh, last but not least, um, maybe a quote or a piece of advice that you could leave for the listeners who are kind of, you know, hustling and doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, I live by a quote at the moment and I always love that Oscar Wilde, be yourself because everyone else is taken. It's, it's, it, it just resonates with me. It's just really true to form. It's yeah. like a whole bunch of people trying, trying to be someone else, trying to be like someone else's business, trying to be like someone else's brand trying to be like someone else it's like what's wrong with you man just be yourself yeah. and like take on the world to be yourself and then you don't have to try so hard and if you don't have to try so hard you'll get more shit done love that love that last piece of advice jc thank you so much for uh, taking the time oh, to be with us and awesome honestly inc incredible incredible, incredible brand, brand. Yeah, and like just to say just the, the the mission keeps on evolving and the the vision keeps on evolving and just to keep up that energy um you know it's in, you're an incredible man so thank you so That's much right. for taking the time evolution's everything keep there evolving go. there you go thank you very much thanks guys Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.